Billy West Live, our guest, State Senator Don Kelly. Senator Kelly, we've been talking a lot about governors that you serve with, and you've also been actively involved in politics in Louisiana, let's call it 50 years. But So you've been an observer of politics. Going backwards from John Bell, Governor Jindal, what are your thoughts about Governor Jindal and his eight years as governor of Louisiana? Set this state back two decades. The problem that John Bell and them have had emanates from Jindal. I mean, the guy was terrible. He never, he, he never lived life. He never had a job except a government job. He never ran a business. May have run a department somewhere and all that. I think he was head of the Department of Health or something under old Foster. But uh, anyhow, uh, I think he's the worst governor we've ever had. Was it because he wouldn't compromise on anything, or he was just an ideologue? What, what was it? A personal challenge he had, or just a philosophical challenge? I think it was. I think it was philosophical with him and ideologue. And then, I mean, he felt this conservative movement coming on, and uh, he wanted to run for president. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with his ambitions. I'll tell you a funny story about that if you got time. Please, yes, sir. Uh, I'm sitting there in the office, and Jindal was the governor. And John Ray Norman, my dear friend who was a sheriff, he's deceased now, but he was the sheriff in Red River Parish where I was born and raised. And John Ray called me one day. He said, what in, i, I got to talk to you. He said, this governor called me and told me Sunday he was flying into Cushata, and he was going to speak at the First Baptist Church up there. And he said, but he told me afterwards that then he wanted me to set up a meeting out at some meeting hall they had there in Cushata, serve lunch, and he wanted all the elected officials there. But he didn't want any preachers. He said, I just want elected officials. No other persons, just elected officials. I told Johnny Ray, I said, you know why that is? Yeah, I said, you don't have any choice, Johnny Ray, but to go do it. I said, but uh, let me tell you what the purpose of that is. The purpose was that he was up there campaigning in the First Baptist Church. He was flying a Louisiana airplane he was, uh, he was burning Louisiana petrol. That would not sit right. But he goes and does that because he has this meeting with elected officials that you're setting up for him. He said, my God, I never thought about that. That's what he did. So he justified his trip. Justified his trip. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you ever have any personal dealings with him or have, try to have discussions with Bobby? John? I, I never met him. Is there <laughs> I never met him. Yeah. But he wouldn't reach out to somebody like you with your knowledge of the budget. Oh, he didn't. I mean, he, he wasn't going to fool with me. No, I understand. I could see through him. Yeah. I knew he was a fraud. Right. Right. And um, Governor Foster, you, you, you mentioned y'all were in the Senate together, and then he became governor. Y'all had your differences. We had our differences. But talk about... Mike Foster. Mike, as I told you earlier, I mean, Mike Foster probably did more for education in this state than any governor that I'm aware of. Uh, 
I, I just had my ups and downs with him because he was a big lobby man and he was wanting to destroy the trial bar. Mm-hmm. And that's where he and I had our differences. I met, uh, uh, you know, I don't have anything, uh, I never had anything personally against him or anything like Y'all that. Y'all friends. I mean, you, yeah, you, I mean, we got along. Yeah. I mean, we sure did. And, and, and Governor Blanco, I mean, I, she, she seems to be an afterthought a lot of times, but she had four years of, of being governor. What, what are your thoughts about Governor Blanco? Unfortunately, passed away recently, but talk about Kathleen Blanco. I, I knew a lot more about Coach than I did her. <laughs> her husband, the yes, coach. Yes, right, right. I mean, when I was playing ball up at Northwestern, he was the coach down at McNeese. And... Uh, but anyhow, or no, it, it, maybe it was McNeese or USL. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think she was a fine lady. I think she was a smart lady. I think she was doing a good job. I don't think I don't think Jindal would have ever beaten her. He really forced her out of the race is what he did because of Hurricane uh, Katrina. And uh, Edwin told me later, he said, where Kathleen messed up, on that Katrina deal, where she was trying to retain control of it, and she, uh, Edwin said, when George Bush flew down here, she should have turned it all over to him. Then it would have been his baby, not hers. Right. Right. She's a fine lady. I mean, Jimmy Long thought the world of her, uh, and uh, you know, I, I never, I never had any dealings with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd retired from the Senate then. Well, no, she was in the House of Representatives well, in the when, House, I, right. when I was there, but right. I just never had any dealings with her. She didn't handle a lot of bills. She didn't do anything, but she was just such a nice lady. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I think she did a good job. I think she took a bad rap on Katrina. Well, anybody with that once-in-a-century disaster That's uh, correct. would have been a challenge with that. Again, our guest of Billy West Live today, Senator Don Kelly. Um, Senator Kelly, I'd like to ask you about a couple issues uh, that are really important to your old district and Natchitoches specifics with this this area in general. But in the 80s, when Ronald Reagan was president, federal revenue sharing got phased out. Talk about how that has affected the road situation in Natchitoches Parish. <clears throat> and, you know, that that is everybody gripes about it. So how do, how do we solve it? But what's the core root of the problem? The core root is that local governments throughout the state of Louisiana depended upon what they call revenue sharing, which according to population and all that kind of stuff, a ton of money, I'm talking about a ton of money, was in a revenue sharing bill. And then according to the dynamics of the particular state, it was sent to the state, which was then by the same proportions of population and so forth divided among the parishes. That was the infrastructure money that Natchitoches Parish Police Jury had, city of Natchitoches too. Mm-hmm. And I meant it just, uh, when Reagan repealed that, those funds, uh, they called them block grants. Well, the block grants went to the state of Louisiana, and then we never got here. It never filtered down. Right? It never filtered down. And uh, that's the reason that your road situation is as bad as it is. Now, there's another reason also that I don't know. I can't remember all the people that were involved, but 
I met Roger, my dear friend Roger Williams, and a number of people got together to do a study to come up with a tax and uh, to see if it would, was necessary, and, and uh, which was going to be dedicated to nothing but road service. And uh, they did a masterful job on it and came up with, I think it was a recommendation, I'll be very honest with you, I can't remember whether it was a half a cent or a cent. And uh, Was it sales tax or gas tax? Sales tax. Sales tax. Gave it to sales tax would produce more money than the, than the gas tax would. But they they presented it to the police jury. They put it on the shelf and never brought it up. They never brought it to the people. So, if you'll notice here not long ago, Roger wrote a letter in response to some guy that was uh, in, to the editor and so forth that... Uh, <coughs> The reason that they, they didn't have any roads, I mean, that you know, they they thought there was a necessity for a tax base increase, but it didn't happen. They never never put it on the balance. So yes, and it, it leads me to some, my final questions with you. The, the the infrastructure bill that Joe Biden is proposing in Washington now. I mean, this is live issues right now. Those are things that would replace 40, now almost 50 years of neglect of our infrastructure. Should our congressional delegation, and through this medium and others, should our population be calling Mike Johnson, calling both of our senators, and saying, please vote for this package, we need it? Absolutely. I mean, the more money you can put into this, into this system whether it's in Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, wherever, I'm at the, the greater opportunity there is to improve roads, to improve bridges, build new bridges, do this, do that. I, I am a little disappointed in one aspect of that bill. I've read it, and uh, one of the things that bothers me a little bit is the percentage that's actually going the infrastructure is not, in my opinion, what it should be. What do you think about that? Well, I think they've—I think they've devoted too much of it back into social programs and everything else. The, I mean, we needed a pure inter- infrastructure bill, road and bridges, uh, roads and bridges and stuff like that. And but now that's not any—that's re- uh, not any reason to to vote against the bill because mm-hmm. it's a help. And, and look, these social programs are a big help, too. But I mean, you just give other people. Let me tell you, the easiest thing a legislator can do, I never did have the affinity to do it, but I mean, the easiest thing they can do is say, well, I, I you know, I like that bill, but they had this one thing in there right, that I got to vote against. it. Well, I mean, that's going to happen to a certain extent on this infrastructure bill, too. It, it, let me get your prediction. Uh, on the, Joe Manchin obviously is holding a lot of cards in Washington D.C. right now. My, what do you think he's going to do ultimately on the infrastructure bill with the, the filibuster card he's playing? I mean, he's got a lot of cards he can play right now. And how he's do you most think, powerful man in the Senate he, right now? Maybe in Washington. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's got a lot of cards he can play. How do you think he's going to pare down that bill? You're right that the negatives to that infrastructure bill is quote the pork that's in it, whatever you want to call that's it, correct pork. And that's a fair compromise, fair debate to have. That's correct. That How is Joe Manchin going to solve that problem in your view? I, I think they're going to have to amend the devil out of that bill 
I mean, to make it a truly infrastructure bill. Roads, bridges, like internet service, those things? Yeah, yeah. True infrastructure. True infrastructure. Yeah. Now, if you got social programs that you want to pass, put them in another bill and set them over here, and, and let's go vote on those. Now, Biden's, you know, <clears throat> Biden had a reputation of being a, a, a compromiser, too, a guy that got things done, pragmatic, to use my word earlier, yeah. of how he handled himself in the Senate. I believe he'll be that type of president. He's going to cut deals to get things done, I think. I think he will. What, what are your views about Joe Biden as president? Well, I think, uh, you know, I met, uh, I met, I think Joe is doing the best job that he can do. And uh, I think that, uh, I think just the mere fact that he passed the COVID bill. And let me tell you something. He knows that Senate. He knows how to operate yes, sir. in the Senate. And as you well know, and I always thought, uh, there's one thing I knew when I was in that state senate down there. I knew those parliamentary rules from A to Z. I knew how to skin a cat more than one way. And I mean, Joe Biden knows how to do that, too. I loved his comment the other day. I can count. Yeah. 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 You could count. Yeah. Meaning, what we mean for our listeners is you knew where the votes were. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring a bill up unless I knew that I had the votes. And I had guys that helped me with that. Leonard Charbert was my vote counter. I mean... Uh, I mean, he, he could. In Washington, they call them whips. Yeah. Yeah. But the whips have to count the votes. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that, I think that uh, Joe is, I think he's a sincere person. It is so nice to watch him on television with his sincerity and his compassion for people and so forth. Instead of up there ranting and raving about somebody he don't like. I mean, I've never heard him say, I haven't really, I, of course, I don't watch all that news. I get most of my news off of the pad, mm-hmm. not Facebook. That's all BS. But I mean, the, uh, uh, you know, I get it off the uh, the pad. Google News, the uh, New York Times, Politico, AP Service, uh, all that. So, but. Anyhow, well, it's been, uh, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been for me uh, to visit with you again, to catch up with you and just visit with you. I've always enjoyed talking with you. You've been a somewhat mentor to me through the years. You gave me great advice when I first moved home as a young lawyer and told me some things I needed to hear as a young lawyer. Of course, my father wasn't a lawyer, but I came to you. I don't know if you remember this, Senator, but I came to see you when I first moved back to town and asked your advice. And you gave me some very sage advice about how to conduct myself in a small town. Yeah. As a young lawyer that I couldn't turn away cases because I might know somebody on the other side. I'll never forget you gave me that advice in 1989. Yeah. And I've never forgotten it. But you, you've been a mentor to me in a lot of ways. And this has been a lot of fun for me. Well, I tell you, when you're first starting out as a lawyer, you better not turn them around, away. I mean, I never did like to fool with domestic cases. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. The way I always looked at that is, and especially when you... He wasn't making a lot of money. I mean, hey, every client that walked through that door was a prima donna as far as I was concerned. <laughs> so, Well, you, you gave me some wonderful advice as a young lawyer who, you know, Coley Gahagan was a mentor as well. I know he's a good friend of yours, but oh, you, yeah. you gave me some great advice along with Coley, and I, I, I want to thank you for that. But also, I know the folks that have listened to this uh, have been educated uh, they may not agree with everything you've said or even some of my comments, but I know it's been fascinating 
and educational, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us on Billy West Live. It's my pleasure to be here, Bill. Thank you, Senator. Senator Don Kelly's been our guest on Billy West Live.